This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, a.k.a. M. Fucking Diesel. And hello. And this episode is a day or two later than I would have wanted it to be, but <clears throat> I've been busy. A lot of shit going on, trying to fit this in uh, every week, trying to get one of these out because we got another one coming on Sunday service. I'm trying to stick to that. And this is me sticking to that uh, because this is important. You are important. We are important. And uh, and that's that. <clears throat> I'm a little mad right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little bit uh, upset right now just about some goings on in my life. And that thing that's going on in my life that is upsetting me is my fucking fantasy baseball team is being bad. Now, that would normally bother me anyway. That would normally make me mad anyway. But it's making me doubly mad because I have fucking good players. And every... It's a head-to-head league. And every fucking person I play every week, their players are in a fucking monstrous hot streak. So no matter how well I do, I get fucking beat and I'm pissed about it. I'm not going to dwell on that because that's stupid to dwell on. But I just want to let you guys know... I'm feeling fucking, I'm feeling the fucking heat. And I don't just mean the weather. I'm feeling the fantasy baseball heat. <clears throat> so thanks for bearing with me. Uh, speaking of heat, I had a, I guess, I mean, I don't know if I call it a realization. I, yeah, no, it would be a realization. I had a realization the other day. So there's a, there's a uh, group text chat, group text thread that I've been on for fucking forever. It was like, it's been going even longer than there have been group, there, the, longer than group chatting has been, av- group texting has been available. We started this fucking thing out on Google Wave, which is now defunct. Google Wave isn't even a thing anymore. And the Google Wave, what it used to be was it was just like we, a bunch of me and my filmmaker friends would would argue about the movies that came out that year as they came out. And then it would heat up at the end of the year when we would all have like our best of the year lists and we would all argue like crazy. What splintered off of that was a smaller group text thread with three of those filmmaker friends, including myself. It was It's four. And there are a couple arguments that have basically been ongoing, unabated since they started. 
some of them began years and years and years ago. Like one of our arguments is about the movie Enter the Void, which came out not recently, but we still fucking argue about it. We have like a few touchstone uh, arguments. The one that has been maybe, if not probably, actually I would almost, I would say probably, if not definitely, the one that's been going on the longest and the most sort of active argument is about the movie Heat. Now, that's a movie that almost everyone knows. A lot of the movies we argue about are somewhat more obscure. Some of the movies we argue about are big fucking popcorn things. So we really run the gamut of all kinds of movies to argue about. Heat happens to be one that is by many considered a classic, beloved by many, not just fucking film freaks. It's like a very popular movie across the board. It's from 1995, Michael Mann movie with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and many, many others. And the realization that I had was that disagreeing is what makes my fucking world go around. And I don't mean being a contrarian. I do not like contrarianism in any way. I do not like disagreeing for the sake of it. It's too, it's like trolling. It's not interesting. It's not even fun. But if you stumble upon something that you disagree about strongly and you feel passionate about whether the person you're talking to about it disagrees or agrees, if it's a thing you feel passionately about, as does the other person or the other people that you're talking to, and you happen to disagree about it, I think for me personally, that is one of the fucking joys of life. And it's the reason arguments can go on for years. Agreements, things people agree about, you fucking talk about it and you're done. What more is there? There's nothing more. So if you're not on a group text thread with your friends or with people, with whoever, even if it's family, whatever, it doesn't matter. Start them. Find things you're all passionate about and 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 try to find some that you disagree about. Maybe you'll be as lucky as me and maybe you'll have, maybe it'll spawn years and years of teasing out your disagreements. Maybe you'll even find things you disagree about that you didn't even realize in the first place. Because disagreeing about a thing forces you to think of the things that you think to rebut the person that is disagreeing with you. So it forces you to dig deeper about things you like or dislike or whatever. In this instance, the argument about heat happens to be three on one, you could say. I'm among the three, and there's one of us that is a pure fucking heat hater. Heat hater. But here's the thing. All of what I've said is true, right? Of the three of us who like heat or defend heat or love heat, I think it's safe to say 
I love it the least. So, I, I mean, technically, I'm closest to the party of one heat hater by way of the fact that I like heat the least. Like, if I had to break it down super simplistically, I would say the other two that love it give it some kind of A grade. I think I give it maybe closer to a B plus. Just to be reductive, that's not like a definitive thing. I'm just saying to illustrate what I'm talking about. And the per- the, the heat hater is, is an F. He gives it a fucking F. And the other day there was this, it blew up, it like fucking exploded again. It, it just, it'll come out of nowhere too. Like sometimes it'll just be fucking, Bacino comes up, the 90s come up, Los Angeles comes up, Michael Mann comes up. Any, there are many keywords that'll just fling us into this argument and we will fucking take our positions, dig in and say basically the same fucking thing over and over and over again. And there's varying things that we say. There's more, there's new things. Sometimes, obviously, most of it is some version of a rehashing. But it's so fun for me that my joy almost leads me astray from my actual feelings. Now, this is a difference between, again, I want to make a distinction between being a contrarian and disagreeing to be a troll or just specifically to argue and finding a niche of disagreement that you feel naturally already from which springs a natural argument. The latter is what I'm interested in. The former is what I'm not interested in. However, I can also enjoy a a disagreement based argument so much And usually this is like about a a piece of work, a movie, show, a book. I don't mean like whether we prefer to use fucking Elmer's glue or or crazy glue or whatever the fuck. That's that's not the kind of disagreement I'm talking about. It's generally about a piece of work, a piece of art in the world. But I like I like disagreeing so I like to that natural state of, of argument so much that I really I, I in arguing I try to see what the other person is is it means, right? For instance, like the, the one heat hater. I when he says the things he hates about heat in in enjoying it so much in sort of reveling in it so much, I, in, in trying to understand it so much, I, I don't take it on. It's not like I change my mind, but I get so giddy about it. I'm like, fucking fuck yeah, you say that thing. Even though I don't agree with it, it feels like I'm getting close to agreeing with it because I'm so happy the person said it. Now that doesn't mean I thrive on being mad. It doesn't make me mad. I'm telling you that I like the argument so much and I feel so little animosity about it and I feel such affection for the person arguing with me that it almost feels like I'm now on their side. So the heat hater will say things that are hating on heat and I will 
like that he's saying it so much that I'll almost start to think, yeah, no, that's that's exactly fucking right. Even though it's not the thing I think. And then on the other side, on the flip side, the two friends who love Heat, the Heat lover, the, there's the two Heat laters, oh, fuck, fuck Heat laters. There's the two Heat lovers who are on my side. And then there's the one Heat hater who I disagree with. But if the Heat hater goes on a run, even though I like Heat a lot, I'll be like, yeah, this guy's fucking killing it right now. Like I'm almost like a, almost like I'm an officiator or just an observer. Like I'm at a fucking good tennis match. And then my fucking Heat lover friends will chime in. And I'll love what they're saying so much. Even if I think they're going too far. Even if I think they're overstating things. Really the point I'm trying to make is disagreeing there's such enjoyment to get out of disagreeing if you fucking let yourself i think there's like this breakthrough we can all have about disagreement in general because i think i don't think it's like culturally taught to us or something it's not like we need to break the cultural restraint but i do think that there's a natural inclination to when someone holds a belief that runs counter to your own that creates some kind of discomfort which can lead to anger or something like it. But if you just let yourself get past that part and think of the alternative, well, how boring would this be to talk about if you just agreed? Really what it comes down to is I think people start to take disagreements personally as if they're at them attacking a thing that you think is them attacking you, which is not the way that is. Now, obviously, there are things that we can all disagree about that are worthy of getting angry about. But it's very, li- very few things are like that. And yet, you go on any fucking comment board, message board about anything, whether it's about fucking movies or sports or whatever. And the fucking people are so mad. They get so fucking mad at each other. And that is the wrong way to think about it. But it's the common way to be. So much so that when I try to explain my love of disagreement to other people, they automatically assume I'm a fucking troll who likes to start shit. That's not what's happening. I just genuinely enjoy it sometimes i really will change my mind too and that is the best shit people have it all fucking backwards they argue as if their opinion is a part of them personally as if what they've arrived at as if the thought they've arrived at the feeling the opinion they've arrived at is now a part of them But that's not true. Only parts of you are a part of you. Your opinions are not. So we should all not only like disagreements, but like to have our minds changed. Because again, there's an alternative, which is to just talk to people who you agree with about things you agree about. And that 
gets boring real quick. Either way, it doesn't last very long. You just agree and then you're done. But not only do I think people should... the Here's the worst. When, you're, when I'm doing that, take this away out of the general you and make it about me specifically. When I'm doing this, and somebody... starts to, let's say, get mad at me in the course of the argument. That's a major disappointment. But what's an even bigger disappointment is when I'm engaging in an argument and, and it's passionate and I'm and I'm and we're disagreeing hardcore and we're fucking taking each other's opinions to task. When someone assumes I'm mad just because I'm arguing. There's always the person, or I feel like most people are like, hey, hey, hey no, 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 come on, come on, come down. We can all just like, and I'm like, what, will you fucking stop mediating, stop officiating? This is the good part of life. Stop trying to fucking end it. People think they're doing everybody a favor being like, well, uh, come on, come on. We can all just like at least agree to disagree. Yeah, fuck yeah, we can agree to disagree. But let's keep disagreeing. That's where it's the fuck at. Anyway, I highly recommend starting group text chats with your friends. Maybe friends that have similar interests. So you have a plenty plenty of shit to to. Plenty of fodder for argument, food for argument. Start a group chat like that via text and see what sticks. Throw shit against the wall. See who disagrees with what. See where you line up and get into it. And when people start to be like, hey, what the fuck's the problem? Stop arguing. Or worse, if someone starts to get mad because you're arguing with them. Explain to them the deal. And it's a simple explanation and it goes a little something like this. This is what life is all about. So if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. And then hopefully they'll even disagree about that and then you really are fucking cooking with gas. Don't accept. Well, first of all, don't. There is a fine line. Before I take a break, I want to be clear about this fine line. There's a fine line between trolling and what I'm describing. So you got to be fucking careful. You got to say only things that you do think. You don't want to fucking fib or, or, or uh, go too far. You want to fucking f- naturally find the thing. Or rather, you want it to be about something you naturally feel. You don't want to just fucking start an argument to start an argument. Then you're a fucking asshole. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to take a break. And then after the break, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm going to talk about a bunch of other shit that I want to talk about. And that, of course, will be Kate. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. And back. Uh... <clears throat> One of you, one of you sent me something the other day. Maybe it was yesterday. It might have been the day before. I can't get it out of my fucking head. Is a fucking picture of a of a bumper sticker, which I think we all need to come to terms with the fact that bumper stickers fucking suck doesn't matter what it says doesn't matter if i agree or disagree it's beyond the point the point isn't whether i like what the bumper sticker says or implies or means they're all bad that being said this is a different kind of bad than the blanket bad i think about all bumper stickers this is this is so fucking dumb that it's unforgettable. It attains, uh, it transcends dumbness and, and, and becomes a whole new thing. And the, the, the bumper sticker says, if Jesus had a gun, he'd still be alive today. Now that's wrong on so many levels. That is wrong, uh, that is dumb. Not just wrong, dumb on so many levels. For instance, why would he still be alive if he had a gun? What does that what does that even mean? I think you may be if look, I'm gonna make a point later about this that, that what I'm about to say sort of runs counter to in the first place, but let's start out trying to at least understand where the maker of such a bumper sticker is coming from. Maybe it's it's implying that Jesus could have defended himself against those who uh, were going to and then did crucify him. But that is quickly shot down, no pun intended, shot down when you realize it happened to 2,000 years ago. So let's say Jesus had a gun, which didn't they didn't exist, but let's push that aside. And he used it against his would-be assassins. He just fucking sprayed them all to death and went on living, wasn't crucified, went on living from 35, and he just kept on going. Let's say he lived to 100 he'd still have died 2,000 years ago if he lived a full, happy, fat life. Also, by that token, if Jesus had a fucking gun, he wouldn't have died for your sins. So, see you on another whole level. But what I just did, you can do a number of ways. That is to say, you can pick apart that bumper sticker a number of ways. It's not just the route I went. We could do this all fucking day. 
which leads me to the conclusion that it is it is just it is it is too dumb it is too dumb so dumb in fact that i think it has to know it's so dumb meaning i think the person that puts it on their car has to know it's that dumb it's so dumb because there's dumb and there's like there are ways to understand how someone could be that dumb but then there's a, another level of dumb that this is that it's impossible to even believe that the person saying it or posting it on their fucking car it's hard to even believe that they're really that dumb that someone could be that dumb which the only thing that would follow is they know how dumb it is and they're sort of uh embracing that dumbness which is another another way to say that is dumbness is the point dumbness is the point that's the all i can't get away from that and i think that's why i can't get it out of my head the point is to be dumb as as almost like a a rebel yell a cry out against or uh, uh expertise right i think of late you could argue that the trump era if nothing else there was a war on expertise you still see it now you still see it uh, everybody who hates anthony fauci why because it seemed like he knew shit and the whole method of knowing is basically attacked when you look at the way people attack anthony fauci it's like well you said this before and now you're saying something different and it's like yeah well when new shit comes to light you say something different that's what fucking the scientific process is but again that's anti-expertise all of it points to the same thing it's just a full-on rejection or rather a middle finger to anything that resembles expertise which already i already mentioned trump it's this this sort of trumpian all the way down you keep going down the line god-fearing climate change denying second amendment or rather gun loving and it doesn't take long to realize these are all in a column you know socially culturally politically to think these things makes you of a kind of of group and so i think a bumper sticker like this is not only saying fuck you to the other group as in sort of like liberal tears sticking your finger in the eye of libs you're really owning the libs but this version of owning the libs is just to be exceedingly fucking dumb so dumb that you start to try it's it's almost it just becomes an act of trying to piss off or rather oppose those who are smart you're embracing dumbness and in a way it makes sense if you're resentful if you're angry and you know you're not smart and people who are smart i don't know maybe you think they think they're better than you i have no idea i'm not going to presume but in a way there's a there's a path toward making sense if you look at it as as just an outright rejection of intelligence in general you got to swing as far the other way as possible you got to be defiantly dumb you got to embrace the fucking dumbness to fight back 
But that raises the question, why the fuck are we fighting in the first place? How the fuck did we get here? You hate smart people so much that you... Or you, 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 it's like you become dumber on purpose. But that's not good. I used to, I've actually, I, I have always said, dumbness doesn't bother me as long as the person being dumb knows that they're dumb. For instance, I'm dumb about certain shit. I'm dumb about math, right? I'm not good at math. I, I have a fondness for math, and I, 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 I I'm very impressed by people who are who excel at it. In many ways, I'm more impressed by people who excel at math than I am who do things that I already excel at. Because I know what it's like to excel at something. And when I look at something I don't excel at, I think, wow, that's fucking so amazing what those people can do. But I'm not out there saying I'm great at math or math is bullshit or there's no point to math or people who are good at math are really fucking idiots actually. I'm not out there being anti-math just because I'm bad at it. I don't get. I don't get that. I don't get it. It's confusing. But I guess I guess I got to come up with a new way of thinking about this. I got to add some kind of addendum to this thing I've always thought that if you if you're dumb and and at least you know it or if you're dumb about something rather, you at least know it that makes it okay. Because these people it would appear are are dumb already and know it and are diving headlong into that dumbness just to oppose people they perceive as other or something i'm not quite sure perceive as maybe thinking they're better than them i don't know but it is clear based on this bumper sticker that there's a level of dumbness among a certain kind of group of people that is not just normal or rampant but it's 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 pursued it's like the dumber you can be, the more it's going to piss off the libs in their fucking ivory tower. That is not a good way to think. Also, hint, not every fucking lib that you think you're sticking your finger in their fucking eye is that smart to begin with. So chill. Speaking of fucking dumb, speaking of fucking dumb and, and Trump, this week it's been all over the fucking news. Trump is telling people, insiders and, and allies, that, that he believes he will be reinstated as president of the United States in August. Now, not only is that not going to happen, But everyone knows that's not going to happen. Which again leads me to believe that Donald Trump also knows that's not going to happen. Which makes one wonder why the fuck's he saying it anyway. I know why he's saying it. So let's not lose sight of all this shit. He's not that fucking dumb. No one's that dumb. He's saying it because he wants to do a fucking 
He wants everybody to, to, to tow his line. He knows how much power he has. If he comes out and speaks out against someone running for Congress or Senate or fucking whatever, state Senate, doesn't matter, Secretary of State of their state, if they don't tow his line that he is president and should be reinstated as president, or even worse, that he is going to be reinstated as president, then he will not only not support you, he will support your opponent and shit on you. He's being extra dumb to an end that he desires, to a goal that he desires. So in this instance, dumbness is not only being embraced, dumbness is being weaponized. And it's fucking working too. You see these Republican politicians, everybody calls them cowards. Not all of them, obviously. Liz Cheney fucking come out and say it. After January 6th, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell were coming out and saying it. But now, even Kevin McCarthy was coming out and saying it. But now, they're singing a fucking different tune. Now, why would they do that? The answer couldn't be more obvious. Because Trump's going to fucking shit all over them, and they don't want to die politically. So they just toe the fucking line. That is a fucking nonsense world. That is a fucking nonsense world. It's hard to make Democrats look like the better group of people. Not that I'm fucking normally think the other way around. I'm just saying, actually, that's not true. It's not hard, hard to make them look like the better group of people. It's hard to make them look like great people. Like a great fucking choice. It's hard to make Joe Biden seem like an amazing, great fucking choice as president. But these motherfuckers make it easy. <clears throat> Complete fucking nonsense. Excuse me while I take a sip out of my fucking me right now mug. Available for a very reasonable price at mattdelia.com slash store. Get your fucking me right now mug. Be like me right now. <sighs> A lot of you been getting your fucking mugs, sending me pics of you sipping out of your mugs, and it makes me happy. Even in this fucking nonsense world. Even in this nonsense world. You're piercing through it and making me smile. Speaking of nonsense, I'm going to close with this peak nonsense there's something been going on there's something that happened i guess this last week that is in a nonsense world when everything is fucking nonsense there is one thing that stands out as the most nonsense and what a surprise it's coming from the art world there's always some story of some fucking idiot who bought some Blank canvas, you know, for $500,000 or some shit, you know, where everyone's just like, oh my God. Even artists are like, art is bullshit. But now, and a lot of you have fucking sent me this because I know you all know what's up. You all knew I would find this to be the most, the peak absurd thing in this era of peak absurdity. 
And I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even going to fucking, I'm not even going to preface it. I'm going to find, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to find a fucking article about it. I'm just going to read the article because it's news. By the way, about my last thing real quick, all you people who are like, ah, I don't believe that. There's no way he actually thinks that. It's not only in the news, but you can't even call that shit fake news because right-wing publications are saying about how Trump is fucking t- telling people he's going to be reinstated by August. Fucking shit's in the National Review, plain as day, verifying that he is telling people that. It's just a fucking fact. So even all those motherfuckers who love to cry, cry fake news about New York Times and shit, who I think broke that story, Maggie Haverman. It ain't fake news. Guy's really saying that. Back to this fucking art world nonsense, though. I found an article about it, and here we go. This is the headline. Invisible sculpture sells for $18,000. And here's the article. An Italian artist, Salvatore Garau, has sold an invisible sculpture for a whopping $18,000. Garau said the Iosono, I am, sculpture is made from, quote, air and spirit, exists like a, quote, vacuum, and does not take any material form. That, all of those, all of those ways of describing your piece of work, Salvatore, are ways of saying it's nothing. You, you're, you're, you're giving various definitions of the word nothing. And then here, here he goes on. This is a quote. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy. And even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles. That is, into us. What a fucking bullshitter. This guy would be less of a bullshitter if he was like, I'm a bullshitter. Then he'd be less of a bullshitter than he is when he says shit like that. Garau said the piece can be explained in the way humankind creates a shape for, quote, a god we've never seen. Rather than invisible sculptures, I would define them as immaterial sculptures. My fantasy, trained for a lifetime to feel differently, the existence, to feel differently the existing around me allows me to see what apparently does not exist, Garau said. The intangible sculptures are works that I feel as physical. Into the void there is a container of positive and negative possibilities that are constantly equivalent. In short, there is a density of events. You're digging the bullshit hole even deeper, dude. If you fucking spent 18 grand on this, you're the biggest fucking sucker. You're the Biggest fucking sucker there's ever been. <laughs> this, I didn't even know this part. The sculpture will be displayed in a 1.5 by 1.5 meter box with strict instructions to be placed in a private space free from obstructions. It's not something. You could throw it off a fucking building. Actually, you can't because it's nothing. The sculpture should also be in an area where lighting and climate control are not required. No shit. It's nothing. The buyer will also receive an authentic authentication certificate 
with the sculpture, reiterating, reiterating that even though you cannot see it, it does exist. Hey, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. And it doesn't matter how many pieces of paper you have that says it exists. It doesn't exist because it's nothing. It doesn't matter what you call it. it doesn't matter how many names you give it. it. doesn't matter every which way you can describe it. It's fucking nothing. This is my favorite part. The name of the buyer has not been made public. I could have told you that. Why? Because the name of the buyer would also be the name of the biggest fucking sucker in the world. And why would the biggest fucking sucker in the world volunteer their name? That this story is truly in an abs- we are living in an absurd time with endlessly absurd events constantly happening all around us. This is the crown jewel of absurd things that have happened in recent memory. Someone sold someone else nothing. We're not talking about NFT level nothing. With an NFT, you get something, even if it's just digital. It doesn't seem like it's real, it's not tangible, but it is real because it's digital, it's on a fucking computer, it's in the cloud, it exists in that space, in that realm, like the fucking shitty Johnny Depp movie, Transcendence. He existed even though he wasn't physical. This is not that. This is some guy saying, hey, look at my sculpture, pointing at absolutely nothing, calling it a bunch of froofy fucking names, and then saying, hey, where's my $18,000? And someone paid it. Actually, I've changed my mind. You know who all the fucking suckers are? Us. For not getting there first. Salvatore is a fucking genius. He made some idiot pay $18,000 for something that is not something, but is in fact nothing. I am fucking astounded. Matt Delia is confused. M. Diesel is confused. And he will remain confused for the foreseeable future. I'm hot as hell. It's hot outside. My friends are still texting about the movie Heat. And those are the only Heat-related things I have to say. I'm fucking done, though. I'm going to wrap up now. I will talk to you all on Sunday. It will be an amazing, raucous, lively Sunday service. Get your fucking mugs. Get your fucking mugs. MattDelia.com slash store. Get them while they're still there. I love you all. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. I will talk to you on Sunday. Kate.